Welcome to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast, where we provide constant improvement to businesses through timely, actionable financial solutions. Do you want answers to your financial questions? Email us at bsb at kaizencpas.com. Now let's get started. Welcome to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast. I'm joined by Eric Jorn. Hello, Eric. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right. Coming to the end of the year, let's talk about uh, the tax implementate. We're just starting over. Implications. <laughs> implications. Oh, we're going to leave this in here. We have to have a little blooper reel All going. Right, fine. We're just going <laughs> to start. Just pretend I know how to read. Implications <laughs> of giving uh, end-of-year bonuses and how uh, can businesses kind of plan them in their tax strategy. Totally. So we are in planning season right now, and year-end bonuses are a popular topic, right? Actually, I want to stop you. How long is planning season? Planning season pretty much starts from October uh, October 15th, the end of the, okay. the extended individual deadline. Uh, and it runs, let's just say, until mid-December. After mid-December. That's the next question. <laughs> so it's really mid-December where it's like, this is all, it's it's too late now. We're, right? When you're scrambling for two <laughs> weeks, like if you wait to plan the last two weeks of the year, it's going to be a scramble. It's going to be sloppy, and you're probably going to make bad decisions and make mistakes. Like everything, if you wait too long, you will make mistakes, and there'll be bad decisions. Yes. Yeah. Great gotcha. question. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're in the midst of year-end planning. What are we talking about when we talk about year-end planning? Oftentimes, we're just saying, hey, how can we get this pro- taxable profit down? Mm-hmm. Um, so, generally, there's a cor- strong correlation between I'm having a profitable year and my staff did a really good job of helping me achieve this profitable mm-hmm. year. Um, so one of the most popular ways to, A, reward your team, but also, B, mitigate some taxes to issue year-end bonuses. Okay. Um, so right around now is kind of where we come up with maybe some dollar amounts of, hey, this is where we want to end up tax-wise. How do we get there? So then we come up with generally a dollar pool of what we might don't or not crossing subject matters here. We might provide to our staff as uh, year-end bonuses to share in the success that we had with our business. And and real quick, this is all kind of part of the planning, the whole budgeting. Like this isn't something that again you don't decide it at the at the last minute. This is something like hey, you look at your year, yep. you kind of forecast what next year is going to look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Um, obviously, if you are doing your year-end planning, I had a great year this year, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I lost three major contracts for next year. Uh, yeah, maybe we might not do that because we might need that cash to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go and spend it to not pay tax this year. You want to hold cash conserve, and that's a whole different strategy if you go down that route. Mm-hmm. Um, from a year-end bonus standpoint, though, again, talked about creating a pool of dollars we have a amount of of money we're going to give to our staff Um, so generally generally what we see business owners do is they make it relative to what their compensation is so um, you know you have employee a from to employee z Mm -hmm. and they all make variable levels of compensation and based on that that's their bonus or reward like a percentage or something like that exactly a percentage of that or Use your, you know, say you have a $30,000 pool for bonuses. Mm-hmm. Your staff makes, you know, say 100000 altogether, and it's from A to, a to we'll call it A to E in uh, staff, and he makes 50 he makes 30 he makes 20 mm-hmm. um, That's how the, it would be ratably apportioned based on what they get paid. Okay. 
Um, so that's a popular way we see it. Or it's maybe individual achievements. Maybe somebody had a lower base, but they just over-exceeded uh, expectations. You might give them more of an extra bump. All the, And that's really kind of in your whole entire financial plan. That's more of the business owner's thought. Really like what a, like a CPA would say, like, okay, this is probably a good number. Like, hey, this will either take you down to a certain bracket. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the, that's the goal for the business owner is how do we put you in a better tax position? Mm-hmm. And we're usually trying to play like what bracket makes most sense. Uh, what are you most comfortable paying from a percentage standpoint of the income for your business? Mm-hmm. Um, so things to keep in mind uh, when we're talking about year end bonuses, if we're paying it as salary, uh, we still have to pay FICA tax on it, Social Security and Medicare tax. So that comes with an extra 7.65% mm, cost. So good, it. right? Yeah, yeah. of so course, so the government... Most people, most people aren't going that direction, right? No, well, yeah, I mean, we're all not sure how those programs will work, but that's mm-hmm. a cost. I mean, that's right. an additional cost. So right. if we're going to give out 100000 in bonuses, right, we know that there's going to be another $7,650 that we have to pay in employment tax to award those bonuses. Okay. So what's the other route? Or would um, you say that's the most popular that's, route to begin? Well, it's a, it's dependent. Um, so one of them is a profit-sharing plan. So right. if you have a retirement plan in place, uh, you can do something called a profit-sharing plan and say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna contribute into my, empl- into my 401k pool, mm-hmm. um, say it's that same $100,000. Okay. Um, so with that, you would actually work with your you, – when you have a 401K plan, you have something called a third-party administrator, mm-hmm. uh, and they do all sorts of fancy calculations to make sure you're in compliance uh, with all the – there are rules within a 401K that you can't um, discriminate against certain types of employees. So they do discrimination testing, and then they prepare the tax return for your 401K plan. All right. Um, but when you work with them to do a profit sharing contribution, usually you're between your advisor, the third party administrator, and you come up with a allocation amount um, within that plan. And the best part about that is it's pre-tax for the employees. So it just goes right into their Everybody 401k account. Yep. And especially we do too, because we're mm-hmm. tax advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to pay that uh, Social Security and Medicare tax. So you save $7,650 just off the top from it being a uh, contribution to a retirement plan instead of wages. Uh, and then all the employees that receive it, you know, they could be saving anywhere from 12 to uh, 37%. And in reality, that also kind of reinforces it for your uh, employees like, hey, you want to be part of the uh, 401 yeah. or profit sharing. One of the best parts of that is you can add something called a vesting schedule to that 401k or Mm -hmm. profit sharing contribution. Uh, And a vesting schedule means that they have to work for you for a set period of time before they can walk away with all that money. Oh, okay. So uh, generally it's a five-year vesting schedule so that every year they get to retain 20% of it if they were to leave the organization. Okay. Uh, So it is somewhat of a retention tool. Um, but it's also, aside from being a retention tool, it's it's actually the best way to make sure they can get the most, you know, income out of that, right? Exactly, exactly, right. And then it helps contribute to their uh, retirement. So, like, if they don't put any money into their four hundred one k plan, but you do a profit sharing contribution, you effectively are starting a retirement plan for that employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you open up any type of newspaper, I'm guaranteeing you'll find an article saying that uh, retirement savings is a huge crisis that we face here and 
anytime you can help your encourage your employees to do that, you know, huge added bonus outside from yeah, the a lot, tax a lot of people aren't thinking about it until they're ready to retire and they're looking at that number and like, oh, that's that's a lot sketchier than, than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So well, that, that again makes it even you as a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, are you sitting down with your financial advisor every year and reviewing what your financial portfolio looks like, especially if you have an exit anywhere in your horizon, right? Are you, are you working with your financial advisor? Are you thinking about that? And now we're beyond the topic of year end bonuses, mm-hmm. but it's still, a, it's still a component of it is, do you have enough in your own retirement plan? Uh, are you on pace? Are you on track for that? Well, and one thing that's, that's come up so often in, in all these podcasts is that we don't like these huge dips and spikes, right? Like you always want to be kind of on, on track. You're just moving in there. That way there isn't any surprises. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. You're adding into your retirement that you can see like, okay, now you can make those, those little tweaks be like, do we need to add a little bit more? Have I been putting in too much? Yeah. No one's putting in too much into their retirement. <laughs> I will just add that. No one's putting in too much into their retirement. <laughs> Unless you're getting taxed some unbelievable amount, you're not putting in too much. hundred percent. So what else, Eric, what else do you, you feel like we've kind of left out? Yeah. Um, so one thing that will actually come up is say you give an employee a bonus, okay. uh, it's got to be taxed a certain way. So either they're going to treat it as if that's what they make every single pay period. Mm-hmm. So if you give somebody a $20,000 bonus okay. and you pay every week, it's going to assume that they're making, what is that, a, a million dollars uh, a year? 20, wait, wait, 20000 no. over a month? Uh, 20,000 a week. So 20,000 times 52, right? I got my math okay on that. Yeah, over a mil. Over a million dollars. Very healthy salary. (laughs) It's kind of scary that he's fact checking my math. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that, yes, it would assume that they're making over a million dollars a year, meaning that they're going to withhold on that $20,000 bonus as if you're making that type of money. Okay. Meaning, Hey, great. You're going to get a big tax refund, but you're partnering with a lot more cash. Mm-hmm. And then your employee might be surprised when they hear they that you give them a 20, when they heard they're getting a $20,000 bonus and then it hits their bank and it's about $9,800. And they're like, well, what'd you do with my other? <laughs> it's almost like the lottery when you take the whole, the whole lot. Yeah. And you just, Axe half of it. Exactly. So now you can, what you can do is elect to uh, have it taxed as a bonus, um, which then is taxed at 24% instead of whatever they're, you know, more than likely it'd be 37%. Um, So obviously it's still going to take a chunk out of whatever bonus that they have, but it will uh, lessen that blow. So, oh, go ahead. And I was just going to say, so in reality, the best, the best option to, to keep money in your pockets is that that kind of uh, profit. Uh, profit sharing. Yep. Profit sharing contribution. And there's another trick with it. So it's one of the very few things in which you can wait until September of the next year to pay and really? still take a deduction for the prior year. Oh, that's wild. Yep. So if you, as long as you follow an extension, you have until that extended due date of your tax return to make a profit sharing contribution and go back and accrue it, mm-hmm. accrue it, meaning, Hey, I'm going to take a deduction for something that I know is coming, coming. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's the only one of the, I think it is actually the only thing you can wait until September of the following year to pay in. So if you, if you know, like, Hey, I, and this happens for a lot of our business businesses, especially in our area, mm-hmm. summer months are really cash flow heavy month periods. Yeah. 
January, February, March are usually cash tight periods. So if I need to generate some more cash flow by creating a deduction for the prior year, lowering my tax burden and not have to spend to create that tax deduction until my cash flow gets better, i.e. summer, it's a really nice trick to use. I mean, it gives you flexibility, right? Flexibility is so important when it comes to being a business owner. You never know what's going to happen next. And it's not, and not that you intend to use it, but it's nice to know if you needed to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you can always change your mind. Mm -hmm. Although you should not tell your employees that you're going to give them (laughs) a profit share and then rescind it. Um, That is uh, yeah, yeah, that wouldn't go so well. That would not. All right. Well, perfect. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, of course. Bet. You have been listening to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a five-star review. This podcast has been brought to you by Kaizen CPAs Plus Advisors, providing advisory and accounting services to help you grow your business. Learn more at kaizencpas.com or email us at bsb at kaizencpas.com.